Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX. What's that falling from the sky? It's called rain. I know. What a wonderful day. I wake up to rain in the morning. Then I hear the Cowboys before I get on the radio. And by the way, I was reading this article by a Philadelphia Eagle fan this week. And they said, Cowboy fans are the most delusional fans there are out there. (laughs) You know, even when they went 13-3 and into the playoffs, they were the only ones that didn't know they weren't going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. (laughs) So I got to thinking, well, maybe that's a little true. Um, But... (laughs) I am hopeful, right? I got to got to listen to yep, and and the stands. So you know, here the the players are taken about standing uh, for the American flag because they are America's team. And my gosh, you know, it's just awesome to be a Cowboys fan. What not to like? Yeah, what not to like, right? (laughs) (laughs) I bet I'm getting a lot of eye rolling right now. (laughs) Um, But anyway, good morning, good morning, and we have a wonderful topic. I, I tell you what, I have more fun putting together today's show just because you know this just shows who we are as Kennedy Financial Services and why we do some of the things we do and we, you know how we've gotten here because we are independent and a lot of people don't really understand our industry from that perspective of you know you see these name brands out there and then you see these one-off names everywhere they're in the investment field but they're affiliated with somebody or attached with somebody and um, you know we chose to go independent because we wanted to be able to do what's right, right. Um, for our clients and today's show is really proof in the pudding of what that's all about and why that means what it means and as I was putting this together and I talked to my dad about the show because I was real excited about it uh, he gave me some food for thought and we, we were just like rolling off of each other but if you think about the amount of regulation that has been put in place over the last 30 40 years in yeah. our country it's mind-blowing tons right and so I tried to look this up well by the way I can't find a number Um, But the best thing I found was from The Economist. And this was from, it was called Too Much Federal Regulation Has Piled Up in America. Now, obviously, there was a bias on this, but it does give the numbers. And it said between 1970 and 2008, the number of prescriptive words like shall or must, so that's 1970 to 2008, grew from 403,000 to nearly 963,000. So it more than doubled, which really isn't, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Right. But, you know, when you think 1970, 2008, but then from 2008 to 2016, that compiled annually by almost the same amount, 963,000 words a year. So here's what we have today. And if you think about it, I got to thinking it's the same reason that I can't change the oil in our new truck. There's too much underneath that hood to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And, you know, used to, anybody could change their oil, right? And today, can you do it? In five minutes. Yeah, in five minutes. Today, it's almost impossible without taking it in. You maybe could, but you might screw something up on these newer vehicles. And then worse, I got to thinking about us laughing because over Christmas, my father-in-law was stomping around the house (laughs) mad because the John Deere froze up on him because it wasn't even froze up on him. What the deal was is there was an electrical component that had come on because it thought it froze up and it wouldn't crank. It wouldn't even like 
nothing click 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 just because it thought it was froze up but it was the electrical piece to it and here it is a john deere tractor anything can crank in the dead winter you know a john deere tractor can right right and he was so frustrated by it, he actually went and traded his new one in for an old one. He says, I'm not going to put up with this, you know. But this is the world that we're living in, is all this complexity. And, you know, it's not, these do-it-yourselfers are having a harder time than anybody trying to figure out what to do. And, and to make matters worse, there's this thing called the Internet. And I, I say it's to make it worse because there's so much information out there. How do you filter that? How do you know what's going on? How do you know what's right? What's wrong? Are you looking at the best thing? Or are you not looking at the best thing, right? And so what I wanted to talk about on the show today is particularly investments. And what is the old plan for investments and the new plan for investments? And if you didn't even know there was an old plan and a new plan for investments, you probably want to be listening to this. Absolutely. Because there is. And this is for either, it doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer. It doesn't matter if you have an advisor, you know, advisors, if you have your money spread across multiple places, insurance agents that are helping you take care of your money. Um, millennials. Okay. Blow my mind. Millennials. I read, and this is probably what got me spawned off on this. I was reading this still last week on CNBC from May 2018. It said less than half of millennials are actually putting their money in stocks. Less than half of them. Okay, so I started to do a little research on this. Well, go back to February 2018. U.S. News did a bunch of research. 85% are actually playing it safe even though they're investing. 85% of millennials are playing it safe, and 46% say that they're more conservative than their parents. Wow, that's surprising. It is surprising, and it's also scary, because yeah. if you think about it, if you're playing it safe, are you actually losing dollars? We've talked about this before on the show several times, you know, inflation. with inflation. And you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. Who knows how long your life is going to be? You know, you got to be invested for the rest of your life, or else what's the point, right? Right. And so, you know, what is going on here? Well, I can only come up with one answer. And this, this happens with 401ks, by the way. When we go help people set up 401ks, and we see this with millennials, is they're frozen. Well, I guess I'll choose a conservative option, the 3% fixed account. Why? You've got 40 years till retirement, but I don't understand it. A confused mind says no. And that's where we're at today. People are confused by this amount of information that's out there. How do they do it? It's not like it used to be. You just call a broker and they take care of a few things for you. You don't do that anymore. Right. You're actually told to, oh, invest your money here. Get on this app. Have your sense and change go here. You know, do this robo-advisor. Have this happen. And how do people know what to look at or what to believe? Well, that's what today's show is all about. You don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Segment two, Life Planning 101. Angela? Yes, and we're talking about investments. Do you have the old plan or the new plan? So, you know, you think about the word investments, and the, man, doesn't that word just bring on a mixed bag of emotions and descriptions for people, just depending on who you are, whether, you know, you get excitement, you know, intensity, fear, distinction, grandeur, exposure, right? Pride. But no matter what that feeling is, it's all a facade, right? Every bit of it, because... You know, how many times have you seen someone talk over the fence and brag about their investment returns? And what does that really mean to somebody in a given year, one year out of their life? 
and how does that really impact their overall plan or how many times do you hear you know people talk well i lost this much in 2008 or i lost this too much in 2008 or you know how many times were you crucified by that market or even just kramer and listening to his advice and it happens right so we have a saying that we use in insurance a lot about you know is your policy the old policy or new policy and you may have bought it yesterday and it's the old policy and that's unfortunately the truth because they still exist right well investments are really the same way it's kind of like that car you know that you've got you can't even do your own oil change anymore unfortunately investments they make you believe yes i can go out and invest you know by myself but you really you're buying a 1980 car when you do that and what does that really mean for you and so what we did is we put together you know the plan of investing as we follow and it's actually got five components and it's built upon the components of the old plan in the old plan there was maybe one two or three just depending on how you did it um, so we still follow those components but what we've really done over the years is add on to that because it's just like these regulations with more regulation with more confusion with more information you can't do what you've always done and expect the same or a better result. It's not going to work. What do they call that? Uh, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and getting <laughs> yeah. the same results? Insanity. I yeah. Think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to talk about these five components. And I'm going to go through the first couple really quick. And then we're going to talk about the new plan and what that actually has. But the first component, almost everybody can get it right. And that's each investment. You know, that's what, you know, back in the day, you used to call your broker over the phone. And then they would wire into the New York Stock Exchange that you wanted XYZ stock, right? Or they'd call you telling you, I got this hot new stock you need to get a hold of, right? That's that individual investment. Do you need to analyze it? Make sure it's a good investment. And, you know, most individuals or brokers, you know, they can do a pretty good job of looking at an investment if they look deep enough and hard enough and know what they're looking for. Obviously, you got to know what you're looking for. But the problem is, is they stop there. And what does that mean? Well, a lot of risk. That's the bottom line. It only works for the person that never needs to see those dollars again, if you think about it. And I, we actually had that happen. We had a guy, he's always battling internally, and we said, well, why don't we just keep your safe money, your future money, and you just play with this. So he's got about a million bucks. Well, he called us this year, and he had had a margin call for about $400,000 because he put basically the whole 800000 that he had with margin and everything else and one stock and yeah that didn't work and it went mm. the opposite way so that risk is always there of you know it's just real. stock picking abs absolutely right and so you know a lot of people say well i need to mitigate that well that's where the second component of investing comes into play and a lot of people either get this really right or they get this really really wrong and what i mean by getting it wrong is they try to do it but it doesn't come out the way that they intended to do it. And so when you look at your investments, each of them should be good investments on their own, but then they should also complement everything else that you have inside of your investment portfolio. You know, whether it be the family of investments, the size, the style, the industry, how politics affects them, the economy. You know, do you have things working in opposite directions at all times? This is what's called diversification. This is what you hear helps lower the volatility in your 
portfolio unless it's 2008 and everything goes backwards. Right. Um, but and most of the time, you know, it can mitigate that. And many people, you know, mistakenly believe that diversification means okay. Well, if I go put, you know, hundred thousand with my insurance agent and hundred thousand with this broker and then a hundred thousand with the bank stock and then a hundred thousand with my investment guy, I've got diversification. Well, you might, or you might have just the opposite. You might have too much of one thing or too little of one thing because I guarantee you this, those professionals are probably not having a conference call on your behalf and talking about how they're going to build everything to make sure that it complements each other right. and works together, right? We've talked about this with restaurants. You know, if you think about your favorite restaurants and your favorite meals at those restaurants, you know, I love Italian food, I love Mexican food, and I love steak, but if you mix it in one bowl, it is not going to taste right, right? But people do this all the time. And so that creates a risk, a new risk that didn't even exist before, you know, you put that part of your plan in place. So you can either get that really right by making sure you have at least one lead advisor. And we get paid to do that all the time. We get paid to actually manage other advisors. And so make sure that everything complements each other because people have relationships. They live in small towns. They want to, you know, be good on these relationships, but they still need to make sure that everything complements each other and doesn't have that overlap an or gap. An umbrella. That's right. Encompassing everything. That is right. Making sure it looks really good together. Right? And not just your investments, but your insurance, you know, liability yes. insurance. You're jumping ahead on me. Oh, yes, sorry. but you're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. So, you know, but, you know, most advisors can, you know, achieve diversification one sense or another. Now, be careful. Some advisors are limited to what they can do. And so they put you in a, a cookie cut box and with everybody else. And if you they sell stars, you're getting stars. It doesn't matter if you want circles or triangles or squares, you're getting stars. And that's what happens. So you have to make sure you've got someone that can be open architecture and do this. But it can be done. And a lot of people can get that right. So those are those first two components of investing. Now, the third component, some people get right, some people don't. This is where we get kind of less and less of what we see actually people have. And this is when an advisor actually takes the time to put together a financial plan for somebody. So you have this financial plan with your goals, your future, what you want to accomplish financially. Maybe it's retirement, paying for your kid's college, paying for weddings, doing all this stuff. And then how are you going to get from point A to point B with your money in order to achieve that. Okay, that's what a financial plan does for you. Okay, so people get this right, they go to a financial advisor and they get this financial plan, but often where the break is is that they don't have the financial plan implemented with the investments. So there's this little hole that happens. So again, you kind of get it really right or you get it really wrong, and why did you pay the money to get the financial plan if you aren't gonna do this part, right? But they at least have that in place. now. Here's what ends up happening is even though you actually get that and maybe even you get your investments allocated the way they need to be allocated to meet that financial plan, how many times are you reviewing those together? And this is where I would say 99% of people are not having this happen. They're not updating that financial plan on a yearly basis and having those investments analyzed in conjunction with that plan. Now, that's no fault to your advisor. It's a fault to the technology in our industry. It's very difficult to do. Um, we do it, but my gosh, we've got a staff of 
a lot of people, right? Yeah. And because we know it's the right thing to do and we're going to do it, but some people are limited by that. And even with technology, it's still time consuming for that advisor to do it the right way because they got to update that plan every single year. But it is an important factor. So those are the three components, though. And I got news for you that's the old plan. The old plan. The old plan. We haven't even got into the new plan. And we are going to do that when we come back. You don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment already, Life Planning 101. Great information once again, as always. Yes. And we're talking about investments. Do you have the old plan or the new plan? And by the way, that's our Twitter poll, but I guess you can't answer it. So you know what that new plan really is, unless you just know for sure you have the old plan after we just discussed it but you know we were talking about um, what's going on with the Millennials and um, why are they not investing you know the confused mind says no I think that's the bottom line is that there's too much out there Um, you know the regulations have just gotten so thick that you can't see through all the mud and you don't know where to start the number of investments I mean you think back in 1980 stocks and bonds CDs that's it right? Whole life, universal life, term insurance. That was it. Well, today, my gosh, you got REITs, limited partnerships and mutual funds and ETFs. And I still get that all the time. What is an ETF? And, you know, it's been around since I guess 2008. I don't even know when they started. I mean, that's fairly new, right? right. You've got a uh, hedging and options and all of the, I mean, go on it. List goes on variables, um, variable life, variable futures. universe life. Yep. Futures. Uh, yeah. I mean, my gosh, I, we could, we could have a talk just on different types of investments and, and it's crazy what's out there. And that's why I say you be careful of who you're working with, that they're not captive and they don't put everything in a box because if, and I, and I, I am an insurance agent, okay? So don't take this in a bad way. But if you're dealing with an insurance agent, most likely you're going to get an insurance product that is going to fit you. Does that actually mean that it fits you? Yeah, I mean, may not, okay? Um, So make sure you're working with somebody that's open architecture and can look at everything and has a non-bias towards everything. That's another big piece in all of this, right? So we've already talked about the first component, getting that right, you know, um, whether it's just a single good investment, second component, making sure things work together. They're, you know, blending well, meshing well, right? They got to get along, in other words, in your investment portfolio. The third component, you know, your financial plan having to match up to your investments and having that analyzed on an annual basis. Now, the fourth component is where we start to see less and less. And I will say this, insurance agents can get this right. But here's where they go wrong is, again, they're trying to put everything in an insurance product. So be wary because they hit home on this really hard. But it's good. It's really good. We do it. And that's having an income plan in place. Your investments need an income plan in place. You know, if you think about what is everybody's big fear with the market, it's going to go down, down, right? Do we know when? No. No. Nobody knows when. They can tell you they know when. They don't know when it's going to happen. Even the guy that predicted all of this um, mortgage crash back in 08, he didn't know when it was going to blow up, right? He could see it coming, but he didn't know when. So no one has that crystal ball to tell you when. Well, an income plan helps mitigate that risk, right? Because if you have things in place for the next three to five years always that aren't at mercy of the market to provide you income, hey, you can let that market just ride the way that it needs to ride, right? And then it does some other things. It gets rid of some other risks that we don't like to think about. Number one, ourselves. 
we're the biggest risk to our portfolio because we are emotionally tied to our money. Fear and greed, okay? Both ways. Whether you say, I'm not a greedy person, when it comes to investing, something in that little mind just gets triggered. Oh, I want more of that. I want more of that, right? Fear. I need out. We get that way. It happens. So you've got to have a plan in place to manage those emotions. And an income plan, if it's done right, can do that. Can help. We call it the sleep test. Are you able to sleep at night? And we set every portfolio up, every income plan up, so that our clients are able to sleep at night. Because isn't that what life's all about, is living life on purpose, not worrying, not having to think about what your investments are doing on a daily basis? Otherwise, why hire somebody? right? If you want to get that in detailed. And then the second thing is that timing. You know, a lot of times we hear about what's called sequence of returns risk. So I retire today, the market drops 50% all of a sudden, and I have to pull out income on that. That hurts. That hurts bad. In fact, it hurt the rest of my retirement plan. I may have to go back to work. So how do you mitigate that? Well, you mitigate that through an income plan having the income in place to mitigate that risk of those sequence of returns and letting things ride out the way that they need to ride out. So this is a big thing. Very few people have it. It's part of the new investment plan. Doesn't make the new investment plan, but almost everybody needs this. Okay. Almost everybody needs this and it's very, very important. So let's get to the big thing. Now this component is almost completely non-existent in an investment plan. We do it. Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't do it. But I don't know many people that do. We work with a ton of advisors across the nation. I go to forums, conferences, you know, all kinds of things and talk to people about how they run their business, what they do, what's going on. And, you know, outside of a family office that serves like mega wealthy clients, there's just not many advisors that do this because it is so time consuming to do it. And they're content with the way that they do business. So here's the question. How do you make your investment portfolio make money with zero return from your investments? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. There may be technical stuff that, you know, the CFA in-house can do, but that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about the opportunity that your investments create in any given year. Is it tax reform, recession, expansion, legislation, you know, your unique situation, family dynamics? What about your future, goals, changes to those things? That holistic view of all of that together may create the perfect storm for your investments to make money when the market is down 50%. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. I mean, you think about it all the time, but is there an answer? Yes, there is an answer. All right. It's always an answer. And that's what, you know, we look at every year. How are we going to provide value for this client, for this opportunity, this unique situation today? And there's always a way to do it. And it's positioning that overall wealth creation. But it's got to be somebody that knows about that overall life plan of yours. You know, you mentioned it, your property and casualty insurance, your other insurance, your taxes, investments, bankings, entities, legal structures, documents, cash flow whatever's going on about you who knows about your health your family your wishes your desires what you want to happen if something goes wrong at the wrong time who has the capacity and the knowledge in the financial world to pull all of it together you probably not probably not right 10,000 hours to mastery and all of those things takes a lot and we don't know everything but it's something to create your life's work and make it sing right and one can't work without the other and we call this holistic capitalization on your investments holistic capitalization on your investments and so it's what makes your investment plan sing no matter what 
because it encompasses every other planning opportunity around it. So your investments can actually make money when you have zero investment return. Pretty awesome. Awesome. That's the new investment plan. And so the question is, do you have it? What would you want it? Why are you wasting another minute not having it, right? And that's really the truth behind what you need to think about when you think about your investments. Forget about the technicalities of a single stock and getting decided talking about over the fence. What if you saved a million dollars in taxes this year? What if you saved 20 million for your family? Did you know that your investments could do that for you? Wow. Pretty impressive. Right here on Life Planning 101. Don't miss us every week. My name is Angela Robinson. God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates. Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.